Hello and welcome to the LCU Coaches Show brought to you by the Shap Radio Sports Network and the LCU Podcast. You are listening to 99.1 Shap Radio, KLCTLP, Lubbock, Texas. I'm Nathan Carcino and I'm joined by the head coach of Lady Shap Softball, Darren Hayes. Coach, welcome back to the show and welcome back from the trip to Alabama to start off this season. How was that overall experience this past week? Well, thanks for having me, first of all, Nathan. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was good for us. It, um when I got the original schedule um, from the t- tournament people, I was like, wow, they, are they mad at us? Uh, they loaded us up with basically the four best teams in the tournament. and So th- that that should help us in the long run with our RPI and all that stuff. Um, uh, you know, with as many new people and the injuries we have, you know, that made it tougher. And then we hadn't even practiced on dirt yet, and that's one thing that's always an issue when you play on turf. and. Uh, so there's always a uh, you know a curve there, and we played better as as the weekend went along. But um, you know we we still have to get better uh, on dirt uh, defensively, and and it really hurt us uh, you know just because it's something we're not used to, and the timing of the game is way different. And uh, but it overall was great and a, and a good week for our team. Before we look at the games in particular, we'll take a look at the team as a whole. You lost a couple big pieces from last year, but you are able to bring back valuable contributors all over the field, including graduate seniors Maxine Valdez, Skylar Herrera, and Tierra Del Rosario, all of them making all Lone Star Conference teams last year. How have you seen some of these upperclassmen, as well as your returners, assert themselves as leaders in this program throughout the fall and then getting ready this season? Well, that's what they've been. They've been really good at, at the leadership deal and you know servant leadership you know uh, we stayed in condos and uh, in one big condo and it's a good team bonding experience they have to get along and work together and you know those three were you know cleaning things up and and uh, showing the younger girls what it means to be a servant leader so it's great to have them back and not to mention you know they're three great players and like you mentioned all all conference all region and all that Maxine was dominant uh, against Valdosta and, and had a tough luck uh, one-run loss. Tiara, Tiara, you know, was one of our best hitters on the weekend. And then Skyler, unfortunately, is hurt, which really puts a kink in our team. Uh, defensively, we were having to play a lot of people out of position, and, and it showed. So uh, we're, you know, trying to get her healthy, and uh, we'll be a way better team when we get her back. In total, the 2024 team has six freshmen, six sophomores, four juniors, seven total seniors, and 13 out of those 23 are returners. So in these first few games, you've been able to move around the lineups a little bit due to some of those injuries you mentioned. Uh, Getting a lot of athletes on the field early, how have you seen this team react to their friends getting out and starting that camaraderie early? Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, freshmen and sophomores. We've got a couple of sophomores, Bailey Hughes and Ashlyn Hamilton, who, you know, uh, played a, a role last year and uh, actually Bailey's a junior but uh, you know their role has increased this year with experience and strength and all that and uh, so both those guys did a good job Bailey hit our only home run and and was one of our best hitters over the weekend and Ashlyn uh, has swung the bat really well in the preseason and really pitched well in relief of Maxine on Saturday and so a couple of those younger ones without as much experience are going to be key for us and uh, again, they got great leadership and uh, and they had the talent to do it. It's just going to be putting it together. 
talking about moving positions around so far this season. What could you say about your team's versatility as a tool to use on your side and then as a threat to for others to face? Well, you know, you always need to be heavy on your roster with middle infielders because you can move those guys around. And Riley Flores played really well. She had a couple of errors on, you know, just kind of timing uh, playing hops off of dirt. She, she hadn't been on the dirt in a, a long time. I think last year we only played uh, two or three series on dirt the whole year. So uh, she she did a great job, and she's capable of filling in for Skyler at shortstop. Uh, Cameron, we you know played center and left field for us over her career, and she came in and played solid at second base. There's some, some kinks to work out. Turning up, we had a couple of double plays that would have got us out of situations that we've got to turn. Uh, but, yeah, moving those people around. Uh, Bailey caught a game. Um, you know, Ali Oyengarin uh, DH'd a lot for us last year and now is playing first base and had a rough day the first day but played really well the second day. And um, so, you know, it, it, we're a work in progress still, but that's uh, to be expected to this time of year. Now, looking at these games from the Gulf Shores Invitational, LSU started off losing the first three to Valdosta State, Auburn, Montgomery, and then West Alabama, but they rebounded to get a 10-4 win over West Florida for the first win of the year. Two of these opponents were receiving votes in the national poll, and you were expected to line up to play against the reigning national champions at the end of this tournament. So talk about how taking on this top competition early is a good thing to prepare for the rest of the well, season. Well, that's, that's what we're going to see on a week in week out basis in the Lone Star Conference so that's good for us and like I mentioned it at the end of the year you know drop we hate to drop those games but uh, it's not going to hurt us RPI wise because they are you know the, all of those you know West Florida's national championship team just a few years ago Valdosta uh, Auburn Montgomery uh, th- those guys are in a regional every year and so uh, and West Alabama uh, has really improved over the last. So that I think they were a regional team last year with everybody back. So all of them were experienced. All of them were really strong. So uh, it did us a lot of good uh, to get out and compete with them, even though we didn't play extremely well until uh, Saturday. In these opening games, what was an area where you were most impressed with your team's level of play? Our pitching. Um, you know, Maxine... Uh, Valdosta State, I believe, had five kids returning with uh, with double digit or or more than nine home runs, and she totally dominated them. And uh, you know, their three or their two hole hitter, um, the sweet kid, was uh, you know a player to watch, and she can really swing the bat. And Maxine struck her out three times and kind of made her look bad. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't score for her. Um, we had seven at-bats with runners in scoring position and flew out six times and struck out once. So frustrating there. And uh, But she threw great. Taryn Westbrook kind of got a hard luck loss. Uh, her numbers, her line didn't look good, uh, but we didn't make three bunt plays that game and uh, and had a couple other plays that she got should have had outs and didn't get, get the out. And that's going to hurt you against a good team every time. And then uh, I mentioned Ashlyn Hamilton came in and, and threw extremely well in relief uh, against West Florida. Uh, and then uh, Tioni Lamb, the Australian uh, junior, had a great start against a really good hitting West Alabama team. So I, I, I was impressed. Reese uh, Farrar, a freshman, came in and only threw one inning, but 
uh, threw really well and was very aggressive and, and liked the way she went about it. So, you know, you, you build your teams off of good pitching, and uh, I, th- I think that's uh, one thing that we have a chance to be really good at. Now this week, the Lady Shafts back in Lubbock for the next few series of this first part of the season. Uh, this weekend, they'll be taking on RMAC team Regis for a doubleheader on Super Bowl Sunday, February 11th. So what does this week's schedule look like in workouts, preparation for the weekend? Well, we're, we've got some things to work on, bunt coverage and some things. And so we're going to try to uh, buff out a few things. And then, uh, you know, we were supposed to have a tournament here this weekend and had a couple of northern schools drop out. And so that unraveled. So we're only going to get to play on Sunday, which is the bad weather day this week. So <laughs> we're probably going to have to make an adjustment there. But um, there's some RMAC teams that are probably going to get snowed out. And so we're going to be flexible with our schedule and hopefully be able to pick up a couple of more games because we really need to play. Before we go, we kicked off the year a few weeks ago unveiling the brand new clubhouse. It's a fantastic facility, um, revamped locker room, batting cages, and all the accessories. So how much have you been liking this new space, and how much does this excite you for the future? Oh, it's building? great, and it's a great branding and recruiting deal. And, um, you know, it's it's going to only help us with our recruiting, and, and it's a great place to call home for our girls. You know, they have a little nutrition center, and... Uh, you know, a small weight room we can get our work in. So great place to call home, and it's only going to help us. Well, we appreciate you having having you on. And any other last words for Shap Nation to come nope, support? Come out and watch the Lady Shaps, and uh, hopefully we play better this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, and we're looking forward to the rest of the way. So best of luck. All right. Thanks, Nathan. That was Lady Shab head softball coach Darren Hayes. Stay tuned for more on the LCU Coaches Show on 99.1 Shap Radio and the LCU Podcast. We're back with the LCU Coaches Show live on 99.1 Shap Radio and on demand on the LCU Podcast. I'm Brendan Riker, and I am now joined by LCU head baseball coach Nathan Blackwood. Coach, how are you today? I'm good. I'm uh little tired from the weekend, but uh, it's it's part of the, the grind this time of year. And uh, back at it today, we, we were off yesterday, but back on the field practicing today. So ready to roll. Yeah, once the season start, once the season starts, I bet it's not really much rest once once you get going. But it probably does help that it, all the games are concentrated towards the weekends. Yeah, it, it's it's set up good for that. You know, it, it certainly helps with the, the class schedules and, and not missing as much class. Um, you know, and then we're, we're required an off day each week. So, uh, we, we kind of take it easy on Monday and get them back. You know, it, it, it's helpful when it's a trip as short as Lawton, we get back at 10 o'clock, but sometimes it's four or 5 AM and they're back in class at 8 AM. So that makes it really tough. But, uh, this weekend was pretty early. I, I, I was told that it's, you're not supposed to pronounce the T in law. You're supposed supposed to say Lawton, not Lawton. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's the first okay. time I've heard that. I, I, I heard that from somewhere. Lot, so, Lawton? Lawton. Lawton. No T. <laughs> so I guess that's probably, uh, you know, how how the folks up there say it. But yep. we'll get into that series later. Since we didn't catch you last week, you know, before the season officially started, we can kind of work on doing a sort of 
preseason special, if you will, even though we're well well into the season. But before we get too deep into that series against Cameron, let's take a look at last season. Last season, LCU went 35-22 and overall and made their fourth all-time NCAA Division II tournament appearance. Uh, Coach, what was your biggest takeaway from last season and a, a strong season with a postseason appearance? Yeah, it was uh, it was a good finish uh, last year. We didn't we didn't start real good last year and put ourselves in a in a pretty tough situation. You know, to have to win late and you know win against some of the better teams and uh, uh, but but our guys responded well. You know, we we beat uh, West Texas A and M six times the last six times we played them. You know, in the regular season, well, four four in the regular season and two in the conference tournament and. You know those six wins right there at the end are, are probably what uh, what boosted us back into the regional. Which you know, in, in our mindset, that's that's where we belong. We we had two two years in a row where we didn't make a regional, and that was that was just not not normal around here. So we were uh, we're glad to be back in that situation. And our guys had a taste of that, even though we didn't perform in the regional really well. Uh, just getting. A pretty veteran team that we have returning, getting them into a regional so they can experience that and and uh, know what it takes to get there, and now know what it takes to 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 go compete there. Would Would you say the turning point last season was after that Angelo State series? Yeah, that and uh, I th- really after that, you know, you're you're right. That was a that was a horrible series for us, and it, it did wake us up. Um, they did everything right and we did everything wrong. It was kind of one of those weekends. I really thought, though, at uh, Kingsville, which could have been the the series right after, now that I think of it, uh, we made some changes on the mound. We we moved some guys around and, and the guys really responded. And from that point on, you know, we I think we won the series against Kingsville, go to St. Ed's and split with them. Uh, so those were those were two key series for us and and uh, kind of got us rolling again. Looking at last year's staff, probably the most notable departure because there, there wasn't too many departures, but the most notable one is Eduardo Acosta, uh, All American, first team Lone Star Conference. What can you say about his career and his impact on this uh, program? Yeah, that guy could that guy could hit <laughs> for sure, and he's he's going to be a a tough bat to replace. Uh, we knew that, you know. I, I think we we've, we've got some good options for that, but but yeah, Ed, Eduardo, he he was a great student, great person uh, from Puerto Rico. Came over here and was a little bit behind as far as his, his you know English, you know English as a second language. So I put him a little bit bit behind. So it's always so impressive to see those guys really succeed in the classroom, get a degree. And be successful on the field as well, and he he was just that guy, and so we're gonna miss him for sure. Uh, Caden Hensley was another guy that uh, real similar. You know, he's he's a Lubbock guy, but great student. Um, he was in our nine hole, but it's his defense, second base. You know, he he's gonna be hard to hard to hard to replace for sure. So uh, those were the two. Probably biggest losses from last year, but you're right. We got a lot of guys back. Yeah, looking at this year's squad, LC returns a strong contingent. 25 returners, including 12 pitchers. Do we do we want to count uh, Chris Scholl as a 
as an additional pitcher? Yeah, not yet. He's okay. He's uh, he's he's just hitting right now. All right. Uh, there's a chance later in the season that we do kind of what we did last year, but right now he's a he's a hitter. But to see a lot of these guys return, especially those who had substantial playing time from last season, what does that tell you about your guys and their buy-in into your program? Well, yeah, that I mean, they're this this is a good place to 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 go to school it's, it's a good place to to play baseball and and you know that, there's no secret there and the, and the guys know that and our, our facilities are, are pretty good we need some upgrades for sure but uh just the way that this university takes care of us and and uh um you know they they know they can win here so it, yeah you know it, it's always kind of been that way and we're, we're certainly glad to have guys that continue to return when they have so many other options and uh, they want to be here. I had the honor of going to the first pitch dinner a couple weeks ago and got to interview a lot of the guys. Thank you uh, for for that and letting us uh, show up. And, and just talking to them, the goal across the board, it's kind of seemed the same from all the guys. And they all mentioned the goal is to win a Lone Star Conference Championship regular season. Uh, how locked in is everyone on that goal, especially with you know one weekend down in the books? Yeah, I think I think they're all locked in there. You know, we uh, I'm I'm glad they're saying that. We haven't really talked specifically about that goal. We talk about making a regional all the time, but uh, yeah, a conference title would certainly guarantee that you're in a regional. And uh, I think we're in the toughest conference in the in the country, so that that should be a, a goal to win that first and and see what happens from there. But but yeah, we've got we've got goals beyond our conference, and uh, that's what. That's what this program's always, you know, been about as far as on the field. You know, we we, we like to win, and, and we bring in guys that, that can do that. Uh, the Lone Star Conference issued their preseason players to watch, and for LC, that is the 2023 All-American and first team uh, senior infielder Carson Ogilvie, and from the pitching staff, uh, third-team all-conference selection, senior left-handed pitcher Aiden Alger posted an 8-2 and record from last season. What can you say about their value as core players returning, and not not only that, but just leaders coming back to this team? Yeah, both you, you nailed it right there. Both of those guys are extreme, extremely good leaders. You know, Carson Ogilvie, start with him. Uh, you know, he led the country and and run scored. I think you mentioned that. Uh, he he's just that guy that uh, that knows how to get on base. Number one, he but he but he can hit for power. Uh, he can run like I mean, he's a really good runner. Knows how to run the bases. Um, he's just he's just the spark plug that you need. Uh, and he he's at the top of our lineup. But one thing about Carson, he he just goes out and plays the game the right way every day and has a blast doing it and that's there's a lot to to learn about that you know there the season's a grind you know 50 games and uh but he he goes out every day in practice and he's he's always he's he, he's a clown you know he's a guy that just everybody loves and he, he can make anybody laugh but he plays the game the right way and just has fun doing it um you know aiden is he's a guy that through a lot of our game ones last year. He's not your typical Friday night guy from a stuff standpoint, but he he competes and he always gives us a chance to win. You know, he gives us he keeps us in the game kind of deal. He's not going to walk a lot of guys. He may get hit around a little bit, but he you know, you look up and we're always in the game when when he's pitching. 
And in, in, in addition to those guys, who else from this roster? Maybe maybe one player from the batting lineup and one player from the pitching staff who, who you would think of as a player to watch out for this season. Yeah, you know, Jacob Gutierrez is back. Uh, he got injured last year and pretty much missed the entire season. He started off really good this weekend uh, from, a, from a hitter standpoint. He's in right field. Uh, he hit anywhere from... I think he was four or five or six this this weekend uh, in the lineup, uh, but he's he's going to be a, a guy for us. A uh, new guy, Shea Bowen, uh, is really the guy that we brought in to to replace Eduardo Acosta. He hasn't played yet because he's been injured, but uh, brought him in from California, Shasta College. He's he's from Seattle, the Seattle area, uh, but his junior college numbers at Shasta College are really good. Um, he he was hurt a lot of the fall. This, this fall, and then he got hurt the first center squad of the spring. So he's had a rough go, but if we can keep him healthy, he's going to be a, an impact guy for us in the lineup as, to go along with those other guys. On um, the pitching staff, you know, we uh, a, a guy that, that didn't do much for us last year that has really come on uh, is, is Chris Rhodes, um, a Colorado kid. He, he you know, didn't even make the travel squad last year at the end of the year. Uh, but he had a really good summer. He's bought into uh, the development. You know, Jermaine has really worked hard with him on certain, you know, aspects of his pitching repertoire, and he, and he's he's all of a sudden a different pitcher. And he, he was in the starting rotation this weekend and may have been our best arm on the weekend. As previously mentioned, the Chaparral season is already underway, and LCU started their season in Lawton, over the weekend to play the Cameron Aggies. LCU won Friday 9-8 to and held off a late comeback. Saturday, LCU won both doubleheader games. The first one 19-12 and the second one 8-2. The Shaps capped off the series Sunday on a high note, run ruling the Aggies 13-2 in eight innings. Coach, what was your first impression of the team after a 4-0 start? Well, things, you know, the mark of a good team is is when you create situations that continue to go your way. And you know, I was a little, you know, a little nervous about everything. Just seemed to to work in our favor. But again, a lot of that is a veteran squad, and and so you you create some of those situations yourself. And you know, we put some pressure on the defense. That's kind of been a, an emphasis of ours this year: stealing more bases and you know, getting out of the box and squeezing singles into the doubles and uh and and the guys did a really good job of that and and Cameron didn't respond really well to that uh we've got to figure out some you know we got to be better in our especially our middle relief situation we gave up some big leads and allowed them back into the game a couple times but I think if we get some of those things ironed out we got a we got a chance of doing something special once again one notable performance came from senior infielder Ryan Ball, who hit for the cycle and batted a 538 with two home runs and 10 RBIs in just three games. Uh, how great was it to see him get off to a extremely hot start and hit for the cycle in just the second game of the season? Yeah, that, that was great. And in fact, that the second game of the season was his first start of the season. So uh, that shows, again, we, we've got good depth. Uh, uh, with our hitters, you know, Ryan Ball didn't even start game one. And part of that was matchups and what we thought, you know, their pitcher was good at and they didn't end up starting that guy. But, um, but you know, of course, he came back and started game two at third base and 
and hit for the cycle. So you, you can't ask for anything better than that. He responded well, and he played three out of four games this weekend and did good. Uh, also worth mentioning, Ryan was just named uh, Lone Star Conference Player of the Week. So congratulations to Ryan. Now up next this week, it's the first home uh, conference series of the season. Well, first home series uh, period as LCU will be hosting a UTPB. Coach, what are you excited for this weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be home for sure. You know, it's it's always good to, uh, to play home, at home. Uh, this is this. I think weather-wise, up until Sunday, it's a pretty good weekend. So our guys usually respond well at home in good weather, and we're we're looking forward to getting started. Coach, anything else you would like to share with uh, Shap Nation before we sign off? Yeah, just just uh, continue to come out. We love we love the support that you guys uh, provide for us, and um, you know it, our, our guys certainly respond well to that. Coach, thank you for your time, and good luck this weekend. You bet. Thank you, Brennan. That was head men's baseball coach Nathan Blackwood. Be sure to come out to Hayesfield Friday through uh, Sunday for LCU's home opening series against UTPB. First pitch on Friday is at 4 p.m. As always, join us next week at the same time for the LCU Coaches Show right here on 99.1 FM and shapradio.com. You can always catch us on demand on the LCU podcast and the Shap Radio YouTube channel. Y'all have a good night and God bless.